The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of media gigs now, CBS for college football, Westwood One, and the Eagles. For NFL football, a boatload of podcasts. Tomorrow, we'll go over the rookie quarterback dynasty rankings on the Fantasy Feast. Greg Cosell was on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. He was awesome. We'll have Andrew Brandt on Thursday's Ross Tucker football podcast. He's the host of the Business of Sports podcast. So if you like the football You have come to the right place, RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. You can always get at me, as the kids say on social media, at RossTuckerNFL. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash RossTuckerNFL, even TikTok, as I am striving to become America's next TikTok star. So that's where you get me, at RossTuckerPod is where we're at, Twitter and Instagram, and of course, you can always watch these shows, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or just see the highlight clips of all of the other shows. The star of this one, it's Steve Fezzik, who is hilarious, very, very opinionated on social media. He tweets a lot more than he used to at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I've greatly enjoyed Steve coming out of his social media shell as of late he spares no expense he doesn't care about people's feelings make sure you follow him on social media steve i am very by the way he's the only two-time winner of the super bowl professional football gambling the super contest at the westgate he was up over 60 units last year this show has had a dominating run especially over the last five years it's why it's consistently ranked as one of the top five nfl betting podcasts in the world, but we also dive into some other things. Not today, though, Steve. Not today. We said this last week with Warren Sharp, who was amazing. If you missed last week's episode, that was a must listen. But this week, Steve, we are diving in with our initial thoughts on the week one lines. Before we go there, 
I am seeing one and only one preseason game up at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. It's the Hall of Fame game. The Raiders and the Jaguars. Jags are laying... No, Jags are getting one point. It's interesting that's the only preseason game up, Steve. I know traditionally you have done very well with preseason. Is this something you would care to make a wager on? I know we'll have a whole preseason episode or two as we get closer. Your thoughts on that Hall of Fame game line, if any? Yeah, the Hall of Fame game is traditionally much more of an exhibition than any other game. And because of that, you get in, get out, don't get injured. Always looked under our pass. So I would lean under the 33 and a half. Uh, at 34, absolutely, I would bet it. I'd also lean to the Jaguars. You know, a lot of disparity in the lines. One to two. Remember in preseason, Ross, ones and twos are really important because at the end of the game, if a team scores and they're down one, overtime is to be avoided at all costs. Every team has gotten the memo. They go for two in that situation. And because of that, games land one all the time. So um, you can get a plus two. I take a shot with the uh, the much despised Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't the um, Hall, doesn't the Hall of Fame game go under every year? Isn't it? Is that the game that there's like a ten year streak or something crazy? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, the Hall of Fame game is a good a good under opportunity. Not every year, but uh, it's solid. Yes. Okay. Now I'm looking at the NFL Week One lines. Steve, explain the calculus. For people that listen to us or watch us year-round, as to betting it now or waiting until we actually do the show week one of the season and make our bets. What are all the factors? How long they hold your money, injuries versus maybe that you're getting the better of the line now. Just walk us through what should be a logical thought process as people decide whether or not to bet some of these week one lines that you and I may may kind of like as we go through them, you know, casually today. Yeah, so you don't want to bet early is your basic strategy. You would rather wait. Why? Two major reasons. Uncertainty could be key injuries that occur, free agent signings. We're really not sure yet on the teams. And secondly, time value of money. Inflation is creeping up, Ross. So if we're going to tie up our money for four months here, we want to be damn sure that we're getting a number that isn't going to be, there won't be a better number available or even the same number available. And we just bet this five minutes before kickoff. You know, that being said, we do want to bet if there's a number that we think is going to get away. And at that point, um, we feel pretty stupid. By example, if we're going to lay three in a game, And we could have laid two earlier in the summer. So you want to get at the bets that you do think are going to move. Is it, is it too late now, Steve? I mean, look, I I don't want people to stop listening six minutes into the show, but is it too late to still see value in any of these week one lines? I think so. Largely. So everyone can turn off. Um, but I will give a best bet. Stop no, don't turn off. Don't turn off. Do not turn off. Keep listening. I, I, I will here, have. I'm going to, because it's still interesting. I'm going to still say some lines I like. Steve probably will as well. Plus, we're going to get to some of your email questions, which I love later. 
No, I have value, and I have a best bet in the NFL, and I have a sandwich shop best bet. Stop eating at Subway. I don't care how good the commercials are. Jimmy John's is better. Jersey Mike's is better. Ross, you like Jersey Mike's better, right? I like Jersey Mike's. I like Jimmy John's. I like the speed at Jimmy John's. I love that when I'm at Jimmy John's and I'm ordering, the people on the line, okay, they are staring at me. They are like looking at my lips. And as soon as I start to utter, I'll take an Italian on wheat, they're off. They are going. Their thing is speed. I can respect that. They're paid per sandwich, not per hour. That's the way it should be. Same thing is true with In-N-Out Burger. The um, It amazes me anyone would go to a Wendy's when you can go to In-N-Out Burger and get an employee that is really could go to MIT if they wanted to versus the average Wendy's employee. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So let's get to some of these week one lines. We will start with the Thursday night opener. I feel like this is pretty telling. The Bills are catching one point in L.A. against the Rams. I got to tell you, Steve, I have an initial thought on this. That note that just came out, that Stafford's not throwing at OTAs, won't throw till training camp at the earliest because he had an injection, an anti-inflammatory injection in his elbow, that's not good. Now, that doesn't mean he won't play, and he might come out and play great, but that's not good, Steve. Like, those guys don't get injections in their elbow for the hell of it, okay? Like, he had a lot of – he talked to multiple doctors. He it's, it's causing him a problem, and he finally decided, okay, let's see if it helps if I inject it. Like, I, I know this process. The fact that Stafford had an injection in his elbow, it's not good. Sounds very painful also, although I, I guess I could envision more painful injection spots. Uh, perfect storm here, actually. Uh, the Rams are getting the rings. The Bills are thinking, wait a minute, we were supposed to get the rings. We were the best team last year and didn't happen. So that favors the Bills. Now you got the Stafford situation. And frankly, I don't know who should be favored in this game. It's too close to call, but somehow... The Bills are catching one, and you know where I'm going, Ross. What difference does pick versus one make? Hardly any, but now I can tease. So I'm teasing the Bills. I'm going to tease them a six-and-a-half-point teaser up to seven-and-a-half. Well, I need something to tease it with. I will throw out three teams that I like teasing them with. Um, these are the basic strategy teasers, cap capturing the key numbers of three through seven. I'll tease the Colts from seven-and-a-half down to one. I'll certainly tease – Dallas from two and a half up to nine. And I'll go ahead and tease the Vikings from one and a half up to eight. So I'm going to wheel all those teams in with the teaser with uh, the Bills one unit on each. So six point teasers, the Vigs typically minus 120, six and a half. Is it 125, 130? Minus 130. Minus we got to get, but we got to get to seven and a half. You can't. Basic strategy, you never tease to seven. You got to get that hook up to seven and a half. And uh, again, I'm pretty confident the Bills are going to be a tiny favorite by the time this game kicks off based on the current information and the fact that they're getting the one, um, no real value straight betting, but the teaser is where to go here. I think you just set a record, Steve. That's the first time anyone has had a teaser in May. 
May 24th. That was amazing. Uh, I like the Bills. Uh, I'll take the point. Um, it's interesting. Why would anyone do the money line on the Bills at minus 110 if you can get if you can get that extra point? You, you wouldn't um, because, you know, buying a half point from pick onto plus one is certainly worth more than five cents. So plus one, um, minus 115 on the Bills is better than minus 110 on the Bills. Steelers are at the Bengals. Steelers are getting six and a half. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be great this year, Steve. It's a lot of points to give the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a lot. That's a lot of faith in your Bengals. Absolutely. And this is really the game where I think six and a half is priced pretty close to accurate. The Bengals probably going to come back to earth a little bit, but um, asymmetric risk. I'm not betting Pittsburgh plus six and a half. The seven is so important. I need seven on this game. So we wait for seven. If it, uh, if it pops up, which it should, with the Bengals being a public team, then we can fire on Pittsburgh. Eagles are laying four at the Lions. I hate that number, Steve. I do not lay four. I hate that number. Yeah, but I do like the Eagles and what they do. I'm going to lean Eagles. I don't, you know, there's a subset that you get crushed if you lay points on the road week one. Um, And part of the reason is that these lines tend to inflate. So um, we're betting in May. We're not betting in September. So we're laying four with the Eagles. We'll probably be laying five, five and a half come September. So if you do like the Eagles, I would get the, get at them now. And I know there's a place that has them as low as minus three and a half, but certainly minus four. You're not going to do any better in September than right now. Yeah, I could only probably lean Philly. I, I just, anytime it's like three and a half, four, I just feel like, to use your word, asymmetric risk. Uh, what about the Patriots getting three points in Miami? You know, I did want to um, address the asymmetric risk. I think there is no chance, zero chance the Eagles can ever go to three in this game. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, injuries and the like. So we'll see what what, what happens. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the Patriots here. I don't think the Dolphins are any better than the Patriots. Call them comparable teams. I get it. Why is this line three? Home field's not worth three in the NFL. Well, it is when the Pats go to, um, to Miami late in the year and they've had some historic bad performances. But I think a lot of that was because it was late in the year and they were going to South Beach after suffering through some really bad cold weather. That won't be the case here where, um, you know, the game being in September, New England will be used to hot weather. I would look towards New England or pass. Yeah, I certainly would not lay the three points with the Dolphins. I I am with you on that. Then we've got the Jags and the Commanders. Commanders are laying four, Steve. I kind of like the Jags there. Week one, Doug Peterson, they've got an adult in the room. Year two for Lawrence, getting more than a field goal. Washington has went, so I just saw through his first interception in practice, the corn elder today. I'm, I'm kind of liking the Jags there. Although, didn't the Jags kill me last year? I think they did. These are two of my favorite teams in the NFL to bet against. And they're playing each other. I will pass. <laughs> All right. The Niners are in Chicago against the Bears. Man, Bears fans are mad at me because I pointed out some facts about their team. Steve, I talked to a bunch of people about this. 
they might have the worst O-line in the league. They also might have the worst receiving core in the league. Think about that. And a second-year quarterback in a new system. I mean, bear, it's rough. And I think the betting line kind of shows that with the Bears getting six and a half, I would still only lean to the Niners laying the six and a half. I, I, I think the Bears are in trouble. I agree. I don't like Trey Lance at all. I'm not going to, I'm not willing to lay the six and a half with the Niners, but gun to my head, if I had to pick the game, I want no part of the Bears this year. The Bears current season win number six and a half. Oof, I don't, I don't see where seven wins are coming from. Bears could be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Moving on to the Colts and the Texans. You teased this earlier, Steve, with the Colts. They're laying seven and a half on the road. I'd probably t- I'd probably lean Texans here. And last I checked, Matt Pryor is a left tackle for the Colts. That might change before the season starts. But I think the Texans will be better. I think they got rid of the distraction that was Deshaun Watson. I think the O-line's better. I think Davis Mills is is better in year two. Seven and a half at home, Steve. I mean, I don't think they'll win the game. But seven and a half at home in the opener? Kind of feels like India win a close game and everybody will win, right, Ross? I, I agree. Um, at the seven and a half number, I think Houston doesn't give up. And one thing we saw from them, when they get down big, they keep trying hard for their coach. I see Indy winning a close game. Ravens are at the New York Jets. We got a lot of road dogs, Steve. A lot of road underdogs in week one. I'm sorry, road favorites. Road favorites, home underdogs in week one. Ravens are laying four and a half at the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's that's a decent amount of respect for the Jets when you compare it to the Texans-Colts line and, you know, the Steelers-Bengals line. Yeah, so we got two buy-on teams here. The Ravens are going to win the AFC North. I want to back them whenever I can. But Jets are going to be much improved. Obviously, they won the draft. Um, Money's pouring in on them on their season win number. It's up to six. So I'll pass this game. Someone's got to lose this game, and I'll bet on them probably week two. Then we get to the Saints and the Falcons. By the way, Steve, you got to look at my tweets. Saints fans are killing me at Ross Tucker NFL because I went on Rich Eisen's show and I said that the Saints clearly think they're a lot better than anybody else does. I Look, I think they're a 500 club. I wouldn't be shocked if they won 10 games, maybe even 11. But I think they're around a 500, eight or nine win team. DraftKings has their season win total at eight. Saints fans came after me like... Like, I'm some type of moron, some type of hater. Steve, I said I think they're around where their season win total is. I mean, they act like with Jameis Winston, Dennis Allen, they're clearly winning the Super Bowl. They may not win the Super Bowl, but they're certainly going to win eight games. I like over eight. They were 5-2 and two with Jameis Winston last year. Um, they've um, clearly pressed the buy sign in terms of going for it. This year, their wide receiver core looks great. If Alave uh, pans out, their number 11 pick in the draft. Uh, I got to tell you, I think the Saints are an average team, and I think the Falcons are easily the worst team in the NFL. And we're most certainly, this is my best bet, three stars. Um, We're going to take the Saints, three units, minus the four. 
This game will close at least six in September. They'll be cutting in line delay six when they, after everyone gets done doing all the research on how bad the Falcons are, don't lay six in September. Lay the four now, then go to Jimmy's John's and get yourself some good Eatons. (laughs) I love it, Steve. I love it. Three stars already. You know, you can wow. bet this twice, too. Um, on, on games of the year, you can bet the Saints at home against Atlanta, and you could still lay minus six in some spots. Week 15, that's that's three units also. That's a game of the year that I loaded up on. That line will be 10 by the time those teams play. Atlanta's going to be terrible this year. Yeah, I would, I would certainly lean laying the four points with the Saints in that one. Um, I also, by the way, would lean to all of you to take $5 to DraftKings Sportsbook, and then you can win $150 in free bets if the team you bet on wins in the NBA because DraftKings Sportsbook's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't already. By the way, what have you been doing if you haven't already? Use promo code ROSS, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, And get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code Ross. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And you can see the show notes if you need any more details there. All right. Let's get to the late games, Steve. It's the Chiefs laying three at the Cardinals. You know, I can't help but thinking there's got to be a right side to this game. I just don't know what it is. So, you know, the Cardinals... They don't have Hopkins, and that should be a big deal. He'll be out six weeks. But the Cardinals always start fast. They always are ready to go to begin the season. So those two factors basically offset each other. Um, You know, I'm worried the Chiefs are going to wear down with all their tough games they have the first two months of the year. They might be looking at that schedule saying, we absolutely have to get off to a good start and win this game. I'll pass. I could only, uh, I don't know. I think the line's right. I think three points is good. I, I guess I would lean Chiefs with no DeAndre Hopkins until proven otherwise by the Cardinals. What about the Raiders getting four points in LA against the Chargers where there's still more Raiders fans, Steve? Well, you nailed it. There's no crowd noise advantage for the Chargers. It'll be a pro Raider crowd. And because of that, I can only lean to Raider Nation catching the four. I would agree. I would take the Raiders and the four there. Still not sold on the Chargers' right tackle. Packers are laying one and a half in Minnesota. Only one and a half for the Packers against the Vikings, Steve. Love the Vikings teaser. All the Vikings do, Ross, is play close games and find ways to lose games that they should win, right? Well, that'll be absolutely fine when they dunk off this game and blow it. They'll still cover the seven half or the eight. So we'll just tease the Vikings. You think that changed at all with a new coach? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, but Zimmer was never, you know, a bad X's and O's coach. Um, I think he just was too um, demanding of his players and he kind of lost the locker room a little bit with the close losses. We'll see. It's possible. Um, I'd probably lay it with the Packers. Giants 
are getting six and a half in Tennessee against the Titans. I a lot of these six and a half, Steve. God, I, I need seven. I got to have seven on this game. It makes such a difference. Now I know anyone watching the NBA playoffs says, "Hey, just pick the winner." You know what are you talking about, Fez? Um, the, the team that wins is win by twenty, seemingly every game. But in the NFL, those half points are so important, and they really make the difference between winning and losing six and a half versus seven. You need seven on the Giants. I'm way down on the Titans. I think as soon as you get seven, you can fire on the New York Giants. Yeah, I would only look to the Giants here. I think the Titans are in trouble. Um, I don't like some of the O-line moves. I mean, their numbers with and without A.J. Brown are significant. What about the Bucks laying two and a half in Dallas Sunday night, Steve? I'm so mad I didn't get three on this game. So my buddy, the hitman, texts me. I'm doing another podcast. And he says, bet Dallas plus three ASAP, which makes sense. Dallas is a good team. And they're, you know, being at home, Tampa should not have been laying three. But I missed it. And I don't think it's ever coming back. And it's probably going to settle in at two. So the next best thing is, sure, I like other teasers. We'll certainly tease the Cowboys from the two and a half up to the eight and a half or the nine in teasers. And it uh, should be a close game that Tampa should be a small favorite in. Yeah, I think that's the right way to go about it. Let's get to Monday night. The Monday night game, Steve, it is the Seahawks getting four points against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. So it's very interesting. Seattle is, you know, the one NFL team that could still pick up a quarterback, right? What, what are you hearing, Ross, as far as the chances – that maybe Jimmy G, maybe uh, Baker winds up in Seattle before the season starts. Well, I think I think he ends up at one of them, Carolina or Seattle. I guess I kind of think Seattle's more likely because I think Jimmy G needs a place to go, and Jimmy G might end up in Carolina. So that's the dots I connect. I feel like Baker Mayfield is a uh, Pete Carroll type of guy. So that would be my guess. That's – I would say this, both Seattle and Carolina could very easily have different starting quarterbacks, which makes it tough to bet on them right now. Exactly, because really what this line is, is that if um, Seattle doesn't upgrade a quarterback, Denver's going to go up. And if Seattle upgrades a quarterback, this line's going to go down and back to that uncertainty. And I have no inside information on whether they're going to get a quarterback. So I got to pass for now. I do have inside information on the best listeners in the world. That's our listeners. And I love the email questions. Keep them coming. So I got a listener. says, longtime listener of the show since my freshman, sophomore year of college. Oh, Brian has a fancy sounder to ask Fezzik. Let's get that in here. Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to ask Steve. It is. Ask Steve. Anyway, he's listened to since it first started, even money. I'm originally from London, but came over here to go to Princeton. Very nice. Class of 2017. Just had his fifth reunion. I was there, dude. You should have said hi to me. Anyway, use my promo code Ross for 100 flowers. Girlfriend for Valentine's Day. I love it. Questions for you, Steve. Obviously. In New York City, 
all the sports books are just starting to launch. This is a few weeks ago. Some of the promotions are pretty ridiculous. Uh, Bleep at one point had a 3,000 deposit match. No longer. Then um, a couple other ones have a $1,000 risk-free bet where you bet 1,000. If you lose, the 1,000 comes back to you as a free bet. That's the sort of free bet where your stake doesn't get returned to you as cash. So if I use a $1,000 free bet on an even money line, I would only get $1,000 total back as opposed to $2,000 total if I bet using cash. My question is, how would you value that free bet in terms of cash? It's obviously worth less than $1,000 cash, but how much less? What would be your strategy for maximizing the cash you get out of this free bet? Um, This is uh, cheers from Simon. So this is the best question we've had a listener ask, and this is probably the most valuable answer that I'm going to give to people because I'm going to single-handedly boost your profit on these free bets from 50 cents on the dollar to 75 cents on the dollar. And bottom line is you want to bet a big underdog because let's say you have a thousand dollar free bet. Let's say you got two of them, Ross. In fact, let's say you've got eight of them. Okay. So you've got 8,000 in free bets. You're probably going to go four and four. If you make straight bets, you're going to get 4,000 back on that 8,000 free bets, 50 cents on the dollar. Or what you can do is you can look for big underdogs. All right. So you're going to bet like uh, three to one underdogs. All right. They're not going to win very often. Probably only two of the eight are going to win. But guess what happens when they win? You're going to win 3,000 times two. You're going to get back $6,000 instead of 4,000, basically 75%, 75 cents on the dollar. Or alternatively, if a book lets you, you can play a three-team parlay. Now, remember, usually I'm an anti-parlay guy. This is the case where it absolutely maximizes your value. Play a three-team parlay. For every eight three-team parlays you play, you should win one. Well, guess what? When you win it, though, it pays six to one. So again, you get back 75 cents on the dollar. Never make a straight bet with free a free bet. Always play a big money line or a three-team parlay. Love it. Love that email question. That is tremendous insight, Fezzik. Simon, hopefully you can take advantage of that. That goes for everybody else, by the way, as uh, new states legalize sports betting and you get these big promotions. You heard, Steve, make sure you go with the big dogs three to one, et cetera. That's the way to do it because it's a risk-free bet. Check him out on social media. This guy knows things at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, and we are out of time. I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.